Welcome to Unity of Tucson. We could shake the world if we would, if we would only claim what's ours. We could shake the world if we would only claim what is ours. I think that begs the question, what is ours? What is ours? This is the second, no, it's not the second, it's the third Sunday of Advent, the Advent season. And the third Sunday this year, we are celebrating and working with the theme of love. So we started off with faith and hope on the first week, and last week it was um, another thing. (laughs) It was peace. You know those moments where you're just like, I'm about to start a sentence that I know I can't finish because it is completely escaping my brain? And I'm like, I'm in it now. (laughs) Peace. Last week was peace. This week is love. This week is love. And a lot of times we get to this concept of love and we talk about self-love. We talk about this kind of this kind of interpersonal dynamic, usually with relationship to one other person. Oftentimes we mistake love as only like romantic love, but love is so widely varied. What I wanted to talk about this year on this third Sunday of Advent where we're talking about love is the love we express and share as members of a community. And how do we engage actively as members of a community? You know, I see communities such as this. I see spiritual communities as, as places where we can become meaningfully involved with service to the world and to each other. That's really what I wanted to kind of place the focus on today. In what ways are we being of service, rooted in and motivated by love, to change the world, to shake the world by knowing who we are and knowing that this is reflected in everyone whom we encounter because that's what community is. It is recognizing that every single face you encounter is the face of God. It's easy to see when we come here on a Sunday and we see our beloved friends and spiritual community. We're like, oh, I see the face of God here. It's so easy to see here. But what happens when you leave the Unity of Tucson campus and you go out into the world and somebody cuts you off or somebody, you know, cuts in line or somebody expresses in a way that doesn't feel too kind? Can you still perceive them and recognize them as the face of God and as inherent love? Community implies a reliance on one another. And I think one of the ways that we can let go of this, this, you know, because I get triggered. Anyone ever get triggered? (laughs) Am I the only one? (laughs) You get triggered, you know, say say somebody does cut you off. You can get really triggered, right? uh, I, I used to live in L.A., so I talk about traffic a lot people cutting you off in traffic. But community implies reliance on one another to find that way that we can be in cooperation rather than in competition. Because none of us, not a single one of us, is in this thing called life alone. And if we are, really, if we are truly willing to claim our truth, we are going to shake the world. That's just the way it's going to be. 
So let's talk first about service, service to the world as a key to successful living. I think that service is a key to successful living. And I'm going to start, and I know that this is going to, this triggers, this, there's one person who here I know because I have a longstanding relationship with this person. This is going to trigger them. I want to start with the golden rule. You all know the golden rule, right? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Well, some, so, this, so I've been questioned on this before. I'm just like, well, well, what if I don't want them to treat me the way I want? I'm like, let's not go there. Here's the thing. The golden rule, this idea that we are, and the golden rule is rooted in the fact that we are reflections of each other, right? The golden rule is, is common among all faith traditions. There are, there are expressions of this idea in all faith traditions. And it works both ways. Do unto others, but also do not do unto others what you would not want done unto you. So just take that in for a moment. Do not do unto others what you would not want done unto you. And do unto others what you would want done unto you. There's a song in a musical called Into the Woods. That's the name of the musical. The song is called Children Will Listen. Have we done that here? Did somebody sing that here? Not yet? I don't know. I feel... We did... Oh, we did No One Is Alone from Into the Woods. Sorry. I'm having a private moment here with Linda. (laughs) In the song Children Will Listen... One of, the thing, one of the main themes of that is be careful the way you speak to children because they're listening. And ultimately, the idea in this particular musical is that you, the, the way you speak is casting a spell, and that spell is the way your life unfolds. And I think that that's easy to understand, but we also have to be aware of the way we're speaking to ourselves. Imagine that our own minds are like children because we are consistently casting spells in our own minds, and that is the way our lives are showing up. So this idea of doing unto others as you would have them do unto you is casting a spell, and to not do unto others what you would not want to have done unto you is casting a spell. And that is how our lives can unfold as community in more positive ways. This requires critical thinking skills. Because you have to think about the way you are behaving, the way you are acting, and the way you are being perceived as well. And it's not that you're responsible for anyone else's perception of you. You're not. But there are ways that we can let go of that to such a degree that we experience life more lovingly all around. I want to read to you a folktale. It's a Tanzanian folktale relates to this way of being in service. The rainy season one year had been the strongest ever, and the rivers had broken their banks. There were floods everywhere, and the animals were all running up into the hills. The floods came so fast that many drowned, except the lucky monkeys who used their agility to climb up into the treetops. 
They looked down on the surface of the water where the fish were swimming and gracefully jumping out of the water as if they were the only ones enjoying the devastating flood. One of the monkeys saw the fish and shouted to his companion, Look down, my friend. Look at those poor creatures. They are going to drown. Do you see how they are struggling in the water? Yes, said the other monkey. What a pity. Probably they were late in escaping to the hills because they seem to have no legs. How can we save them? I think we must do something. Let's go close to the edge of the flood where the water is not deep enough to cover us, and we can help get them out. So the monkeys did just that. They started catching the fish, but not without difficulty. One by one, they brought them out of the water and put them carefully onto the dry land. And after a short time, there was a pile of fish lying on the grass, motionless. One of the monkeys said, Do you see? They were tired, but now they are just sleeping and resting. Had it not been for us, my friend, all these poor people without legs would have drowned. The other monkey said, they were trying to escape from us because they could not understand our good intentions. But when they wake up, they will be very grateful because we have brought them salvation. We have brought them salvation. So, all good, uh, sorry, I had a, I'm having a technical issue. Um, all good intentions, right? How many of us have lived within good intentions? If I were in this situation, how would I want this to be? That's really what the golden rule is all about. If I were in this situation, how would I want this to be expressed and experienced? Because I certainly would not want to be the one who pulled the fish out of the water. It's not to say that service in some manner is not good, but we also need to be really aware of how we are serving. Faith without works is dead, right? And that is a call to each and every one of us to actually engage in the activity of service, to engage, to step into the activity. It's not enough to just pray. Although prayer is important, but if prayer does not impel action, then the prayer is actually void. Prayer must move us into activity. There was a, uh, you know, I talked about it a few weeks ago. There was a story about Canadians in Gander, Newfoundland, who supported all the planes that landed on 9-11. And... uh, I talked about it a few weeks ago, and then people reached out to me and said, oh, have you seen Come From Away on Apple TV? And I said, I hadn't. Well, I finally watched it. It's definitely worth a watch. But the reason that I want to bring this up again is because that is a way that people were of service. Now, if you watch this particular adaptation, this dramatization of it, there was some reticence in terms of how people were going to take in these you know, 7,000 people that were on airplanes that all landed and doubled the size of this town overnight. Ultimately, what they found is that their capacity to be of service was so strong that they did such good deeds in the experience. And it wasn't 
wholly across the board. There was challenges. But it doesn't stop and shouldn't stop any single one of us. That's how we can shake the world. We must look for the ways in which we can be supportive and the ways we can be helpers. That's an act of love. That's an act of love. There's a great man who informed a great deal of my upbringing, and he said this. When I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. That's Mr. Rogers. I think the question today and every day, in every situation, should be, how can I help? How can I help? Ask it of yourself and ask it of others. Find ways to serve. Be willing to serve in new ways, ways that might stretch you. We've had quite an experience over the past couple of years. You know, when I came into this ministry here at Unity of Tucson, it was literally two weeks after everything had shut down. And there was a lot of question as to how do I be of service to this community that I cannot be with in the same room? very easily. It was a struggle. Did anyone else struggle during that time? There is a room at the table for everyone. That's what I came to. There is room at the table for everyone. And we found ways to work on reaching out. We found ways to engage as best we could, given the circumstances that seemed very, very challenging at the time. There is room at the table for everyone, in any manner, in any way. No one need be left out. There is a concept of service. in the prosperity gospel, I guess is really the word I'm going to use for it. You know, we talk about tithing. One of the questions that came up for me is, how do I tithe my time? How do I tithe my time? I thought to myself one day, well, if if we're giving 10% and I work a 40-hour work week, I should have four of those hours dedicated to being of service. That's a way to tithe time and have it quantifiable, right? What does this do in giving of ourselves, and giving of our time, giving of our talent? It engages the circulation of life. So what I want to encourage us all to do today is find ways to make commitments to be of service. And not from a sense of obligation, but from a sense of love, from a sense of loving kindness, that that is a way to express the inherent love that we are. In this undiscovered moment, lift your head up above the crowd, the song says. We could shake this world if we would only show 
us how, if you would only show us how your life is now. Your life is now. Right here in this moment, this is it. This is it. Past is done. The future doesn't exist. This is it. So in what way might you step into being of service now as an act and an expression of infinite divine love? How can we shake the world? Be available. Be present. This is taking that idea of listening a step further. Active listening. Well, perhaps beyond active listening, we become active presence to be of service. I have a vision that this community creates community care circles. Because I think one of the things that felt challenging was not really knowing how to effectively reach out without the resources at hand during the time of COVID to check in with people. And I'll tell you, when people did get check it, checks, when, 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 when we, had a group of, we had a group of angels calling, and when people would hear that we were just checking in to see how people were doing, it was really life-changing for some of these people. I think I want to find ways that this community can create care opportunities. And if that is of interest to you, I invite you to reach out to me and say, I want to be part of that. I want to be part of that change. I want to be part of the solution to engage this world, to shake the world in such a way that I am fully focused, wholeheartedly, on love as the primary motivating factor. Love of myself, which translates itself into love of community. So be of service. That's really the message. Find ways to be of service because being of service opens us up to a more fulfilling expression of life. It brings more joy in life. You don't have to look for the helpers when you are a helper. And yet, when you are a helper, you will more easily see the helpers out there as well. This is how I think we give our lives more meaning. Service is a profound expression of love, and it is a recognition that we are all one. You know, we are invested, I think, if you're in the room, you are invested in some manner in a spiritual philosophy that is called unity. We are one. There is no separation. We are a unified wholeness expressing individualized, each and every one of us. In the recognition that we are all one, it means that we all have a place at the table. We all have a place to be of service, and we all have a I'm going to say, I think we all have a commitment to be of service. To whatever degree suits us best. Let us provide for each other in support of each other. That's how we are of service. That is how we change the world. That is how we shake the world. And that's my message today. Namaste. So what do you think the homework might be today?
going to invite you all to find some way to be of service to your community. Um, to be of service internally here at Unity, find ways of supporting this particular spiritual community and the work that we're doing, but also find ways of being of service externally to the world at large. Actively engage in service in a new and unexpected way and see what changes come about for you. Hi, this is Reverend Jonathan Zenz. And I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message. Your financial support will ensure that we can continue to offer this as an option for inspiration. You can make your tax-deductible contribution in any amount on our website, unitytucson.com. Once again, thank you for listening. You are magnificent. Namaste.